0: Hi everyone. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls from Tara Running Company in Cleveland, Tennessee. Each week we interview a different runner from our community aiming to inspire listeners through our guests' stories and experiences.
1: On today's episode we talk to our good friend Hannah White. Hannah is a local teacher and a familiar face in the Tara and Cleveland community. Though Hannah has been running since her parents had her join the cross-country team in middle school, her relationship with the sport hasn't always been affectionate. Listen in this week to hear about Hannah's running journey, her stubborn streak, a marathon training debacle, and her advice for running while traveling, all on this week's episode of the Terra Girls
0: Podcast. The Tara Girls Podcast is supported by Terra Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at TerraRunning.com.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Tara Girls. Welcome back to episode
0: nine of season two. Wow. I can't believe we're already almost through season two. I know. Thank you all for sticking with us and providing ideas for guests. We are impressed with ourselves.
1: (laughs) We are. No, it's been a great season. It's been so great just getting to know people and hear about their running journeys It's just been awesome. It's been awesome. We're going to take a hiatus over the summer and
0: come back in the fall. Mm -hmm. And I'm sad about it already. I already miss Tara, girls. Hey, look,
1: this is only episode nine. So. True. There's still some more to go. There's still more to go. Keisha,
0: we're not done yet.
1: Our guest today is my best friend. Tip's best friend, Hannah White. Hannah! Woo. Welcome to the Tara Girls Podcast, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Hannah is also my roommate. She is a familiar face, I think, to a lot of you around the Tara-verse. Mm-hmm. Can we say that there's a Tara-verse? There is. Um, but yeah, she is also better known as the Cleveland Middle School slash City of Cleveland District teacher of the year? I probably put your district. That. Yeah. <laughs> the entire district teacher of the year. Teacher of the year, Miss um, White. Um, wow. Yeah.
0: We're so. honored to have you. Thanks. Um she's also a runner and we're going to get to that, but before we get to that, we have to do the warm up. Okay. Um if you've ever listened to Terror Girl season 2, we've d- used all the same questions, um mostly food based. So, do you like food? Yes, always. Okay, great. Um, So we're going to ask you some questions to get us warmed up before we get into the real questions. So, Hannah, what is your favorite thing to eat before, during, or after a run?
2: Okay. Before runs, I, especially if it's going to be a long run, I get nervous no matter what type of run it is. So I have to have something that will, like, I can eat easily. I've discovered that's oatmeal, but, like, cold oatmeal. So it has to be overnight oats, usually with a little bit of fruit in it. And I eat that before. Um, during, I've tried so many different things, but I just like have to do goos because if I have to chew it, I can't get it down. And then after anything that's inside. <laughs> yeah. That <sounds laughs> anything. <like that>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, okay. What is your favorite season and why? Ooh, summer's coming.
2: So I'm definitely very excited for that and all the free time and activities that it brings. I do really like fall though because I feel like it builds anticipation and that's probably my favorite time of the year to run because the weather is nice. You're coming off of the summer when you've had free time, but everything just feels hot and muggy and like your body is heavy while you're running. Um, So probably fall, but I'm really still excited for summer that's Mm -hmm. coming. Well, as a teacher, your season's are really
0: dictated by the school year. Like your mm-hmm. summer is so different from your fall, which is so different from the spring. So that's pretty cool. And it really dis- is distinguishes those seasons for you. For sure. Hannah, salty, sweet, or spicy?
2: All of the above sometimes at the same time. No. Yes. <laughs> no, like good Thai food. Like, spi- yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Probably if I had to pick one, though. Probably sweet. I have a really big sweet tooth. Mm. Um, so I love all kinds of food, but I, that's like if it's sweet, I can't say no. Like I have to keep things out of the house or else I will just eat it without stopping. I'm um, the exact same way. Love sweet.
1: Mm, I love sweet, too. It's just funny because now that Hannah and I live in the same house, I grew up, my mom would always have some kind of dessert. It doesn't matter if it was just like a little Hershey bar after mm-hmm. after dinner or like a little piece of those like it you know was like Pepperidge Farm cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just childhood. <laughs> yep. And I'm always like, I got to have dessert. Like after dinner, I expect something. <laughs> so yeah. I'm so sorry to you that there's <laughs> always okay. something within reach. Yeah. To where, where I live. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you, if you can have it a little bit all
0: the time, I feel like then I, I less want to just like have a huge bowl of ice cream, you know, once a week or something like that. So I get it. But also I'm the same way. I can't buy Chips Ahoy. I can't buy Oreos. Mm. I try not to have ice cream because I love it so much. I will just eat it all.
2: One of my friends, Sarah, baked me cookies, and she baked me an entire pan of, like, no-baked cookies, so I guess she didn't bake them. But I ate them within a 24-hour period yep. of time, like, an entire <laughs> pan of cookies. Yeah, no absolutely. I,
0: I'm, that makes me feel better because <laughs> yeah. I could definitely do that. I finished my lunch today. We were uh, – Asher and I went to a lunch at Lee University, and it was a great salad for lunch and then this little bundt cake, this mm. lemon bun cake for dessert. And I ate half my salad and then I went for the Bundt cake. And he said something like, are you full? Or like, are you going to eat your dessert? And I was like, oh, you must not know me. <laughs> I'm full from lunch and my dessert stomach is still hungry. So. Oh, that's a real
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I ate the whole lemon bun cake. Don't worry. Good. It sounds delicious. Okay, next question. You get to invent a holiday that everyone has to celebrate. What is it and when is it? Ooh, that's a really good question. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have to be
2: just one day? No, just a holiday. Okay. Okay. Because here's why. I feel like people don't have the chance to travel as much as they want to. Even in, even like short weekend trips Um, and things just always get in the way. So I would make a semi-mandatory, like no one would really have to participate in it, but it would have to be honored. Travel window so maybe even just a week like a week-long travel vacation and then that way everyone just knew that was what they had to use that time for like they didn't have to schedule dentist appointments during it they get to just choose a place and go even if it's just two hours away to adventure so that would be my holiday i love it is this in the summer is this in the fall like what's the timeline for this I feel like summer views, you can still access a lot of cold places if you want more of the wintery type thing, Mm -hmm. but then it's easier to get into warm if you're really feeling more of a beach experience. And if we all do it at the same time,
0: we could do house swaps. Mm. So beach people go to the mountains and swap houses with them, and mountain people go to the beach, and I don't know, that's all I can think of.
1: (laughs) It reminds me of, you know how in Europe, in a lot of European countries, they get like months off from the job Uh and I'm just like why America why what are we doing I don't know Mm -hmm. they go on all these all these
0: like month long trips yep Mm -hmm. and it's a known thing well we're stuck here slogging away (laughs) okay last warm up question coffee
2: tea or pop coffee times a thousand always coffee do you call it pop or soda um soda for sure oh (laughs)
0: Are you keeping a tally? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we are going to. In our season two wrap-up, we're gonna tally who won, pop or soda. But you didn't say you weren't offended by the word pop, so I mm-hmm. thought maybe you would be on my team.
2: No. <laughs> would make
0: you feel bad. <laughs> I will make her feel bad. It is soda. <laughs>
2: So coffee times a thousand. Are you a tea or a pop drinker at all? Oh, I drink them both as well. Mm -hmm. But coffee is will and will always be my favorite. Yeah. My I was doing an activity with my students one day and I was showing them like different emotions, so they would have to I don't know, it went with a reading that we were doing. And I was like, Okay, how would you know if I was making this face what kind of day I was having? And they all yelled, A bad coffee day. Like they didn't (laughs) say a bad day. They just
1: said a bad coffee day. Okay. That's me. Yep. Great answer. Right answers all around the board. The Terror Girls podcast is sponsored by the Summer Sizzler Race Series, a 5K race series celebrating summer. Learn more and register at terrorrunning.com. Okay. We are going to jump into our actual questions. Question number 1. So, you've lived in Cleveland for a while now, but you're not originally from Cleveland, but I think it's fascinating that your family actually has ties to the Cleveland area. So can you talk to us about how you got to Cleveland and kind of maybe a little bit, just a little bit of your family history in the Cleveland area?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's very interesting because I never expected to end up here and I'm still kind of confused as to why I am, but I'm not mad about that. Um, So I came to Lee when I did my undergraduate in 2013. Um, And I did my undergraduate, and then I worked as a resident director on campus for three years after that. And then after that, I got a job teaching at Cleveland Middle School. And so it's kind of just kept me pulled to the area. And I like to tell people that it's the longest I've ever lived in a place before, because my family moved around a decent enough amount when I was growing up. And so I've never lived in anywhere in the country or the world, but specifically in the country, longer than I've lived in Cleveland. So that's neat. What's even wilder about that is I kind of moved back to where both of my grandparents are in the area. So... Um, some of my grandparents live in Ottawa and some live in Eastridge, but my mom grew up all around the Cleveland area because my grandfather used to have this little model building business in downtown Cleveland. Um, it was back before you could do everything digitally. And so they would hand build the little models of new buildings or different projects that were happening um, and then bring them to businesses so that they could show that and fundraise or do whatever they needed to do. Um, and that was in downtown Cleveland. So my mom was in town over Easter with my family and we ended up going on a walk and she was pointing out all the different things like oh i used to swim at that building it used to be the ymca and she pointed out um part of i think it was the haskell building the haskell interiors and she was like yeah that was the shop right there um so that's kind of neat that she knows the area and my family's drawn to the area too I've never lived here with them in cleveland but it's still a neat thing
1: also think it's funny fun fact is that you teach at cleveland middle school but didn't your mom go to a coey middle <laughs>
2: she did she went to a and she went to what you what was i think bradley central uh-huh. now it just goes by bradley high mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: that's awesome mm-hmm. rivalries yeah Rivals. <laughs> Rivals. <laughs> But you, So where are you from then? So your family kind of has ties to the Cleveland area. Tell us about where you came from now that you are in Cleveland.
2: So I was born in Chattanooga, um, but lived sort of across the Georgia line, lived in Ottawa for a little bit, moved down to South Florida, and then went to high school in Franklin, Tennessee. And that's where I was up until coming to Lee. That's awesome. Very cool experiences living all sorts of places, I I imagine. But then
0: you made it back to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So throughout middle school and high school, you were a pretty competitive tennis player. Did you run during that time as well? If not,
2: when did you start running? How did running fit into this? Running was something that I did with my mom because she wanted me to, um, and which is really funny looking back because I love it now. But when I was in eighth grade, my mom was like, you need to do more than just tennis. You need to run cross country. And she forced me to participate in my school's cross country team. And I was horrible at it because I hated it. And those two things usually go hand in hand. And so I ran cross country in eighth grade. And then in high school, I did it kind of like I would run off and on just just, like training. And just because that's my family's a really active family. It was kind of things that we did. Um, Both of my parents have always been like into running. Like my dad has done an Ironman and a lot of half Ironmans. Um, My mom has done a ton of different half marathons and a marathon. Like they've just kind of been around it. I've been around it. Um, But my senior year... Of high school, my dad um, and I did a big hike over the Grand Canyon for Thanksgiving. And my mom was like, We need to do a senior year thing too. And she chose that to be a half marathon. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was my first training experience for a half marathon. I made it up to a six mile long run and then didn't (laughs) run anymore and then did it like two months later. So definitely not the way you're (laughs) supposed to do it. But out of spite, And perseverance, I ran the whole thing and was so proud of myself for it. Um yes. That's awesome. What half marathon was that? It was the Nashville um the rock and roll series. Mm -hmm.
0: Gosh, well yeah, you skipped a few steps Mm -hmm. in between the six miles and the half marathon. And
2: that's not my worst one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, I think, you know, I know you well. I this this is a theme. Mm -hmm. How how many times have you just kind of been like, whatever, I'm just gonna run this? I'm very stubborn. And only sometimes disciplined. So it's an
2: <laughs> interesting combination for sure. <laughs>
0: What's the longest race you've done that for? Like
2: under-trained but made yourself do it? Um, Let's see probably when I was I think a junior in college I same thing Nashville half marathon Mm -hmm. and I signed up for it some friends were doing it and then I just didn't train for it and so you can even look back in my Strava there's like months of inactivity and then a two mile run one weekend (gasps) and then the next weekend is 13.1 oh my gosh (laughs) so that's probably the worst yeah and I hurt it was not worth it you're like
1: lucky you were young you know I feel like I
2: don't do that anymore (laughs) I learned um a a little bit since then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Terror
1: Girls listeners, that is a terrible idea. Oh, don't do, do it. Not <laughs> that is how you get injuries and, and also how you end up deciding that you
0: hate running. Right. It's funny looking back, and we've all done it. I've done that too, where I just am like, oh, I can probably do it. You know, I've yeah. run that much before, two years ago. <laughs> but looking back, it's funny, but during it, it's like no, you feel like this was so stupid, mm-hmm. you know?
1: <laughs> okay, so you have told us you know, over the years, you have really run a lot of races. Half marathons, mm-hmm. 10Ks, 5Ks, all, you know, bunches of different distances. But I want you to talk to us about this one time that you trained for a full marathon. Can you tell us about that experience? It's so sad because knowing what I know
2: now, it would have been a full marathon that I just didn't do. So my freshman year of college, I was running a lot. It was back in like sort of this nice, sweet time during college when I liked it. A lot of my college, I did not like running, but I did my freshman year. And so I was running a lot and my suite mate was running too, and she was like, why do don't we train for a marathon together? And I was like, that sounds awesome. And so we started training and we got up to 20 miles. Like we ran a 20 mile long run. We did it in like 32 degree weather down the Greenway. It was miserable. Like I like called my other suite mate from like one of the Greenway bathrooms and was like, I need you to bring me hand warmers. I can't fill my hands. And finished the 20-mile run, and I said, I hate this, and I am not doing it. And so I moved to the half instead. Like, I still ran the race, but I ran the half marathon instead of the full marathon, which is so dumb because (laughs) if you did a 20-mile long run, you you can do it. Yes, and that's, like, even what a ton of training plans go up to. Yep. And for whatever reason, I didn't think it was enough, and so I didn't run the marathon. Oh, yeah. Regrets. Many. (laughs) I. I
0: often look back on times where I was fit and I'm like, why didn't I just run another one? Why didn't I did I why didn't mm-hmm. I take advantage of it? Because now, you know, at at any given point you couldn't do that, but you had done the work. I
1: had done the work. Oh no. <laughs> Ooh, that time I actually had trained. Right, I didn't right. do the race. And how many weeks was your training plan? <laughs> oh, it was the worst. I think it
2: okay, so the race was in mm-hmm. April and we started in late October. So Wow, you had been training a long time. Yes, it was like a six-month training plan, which made it miserable, too, because at that point, it was just all I ever felt like I did was trying to find long runs and be tired about it. So it it was not a good plan. Do you want to do another one? Do you want to do one, I guess, your first one? Yes. So back to the whole stubbornness thing, when I... So I did that when I was 18, when I didn't run the full marathon. And now I'm 28. And so I have signed up for a full marathon Yay. that I am going to do. <laughs> um, I'm going to do seven bridges in October and awesome. it's going to happen. And I don't care what happens. I will train for it because training's is important and I will run it because I will run it. So. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> wow, well, we've got the whole Terra girls community behind you and we wow. will be following up to see how it goes. That's wonderful. <laughs> Good yeah. for you. That's like your 10 year anniversary of Last time you tried. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly.
2: No, that's how I'm doing it, too.
1: (laughs) It's funny because it almost took you 10 years to like running again in a way. It's always been up and down, but it's been very good recently.
2: Mm -hmm. Yay for that. Take advantage of when it's good. Right. Yeah. So you have recently
0: discovered the magic of base runs, speed work, strength training. What does that look like for you? And why have you found all of those different kinds of workouts to be important?
1: Um. You put this in here. (laughs) She's she's, uh, giving me a side eye, everybody. I know you can't see it. Um, But so, you know, she's talking about how stubborn she is. And I know her well and have for years. Guys, I have been telling Hannah White that she needs to do base runs (laughs) for a long, long
2: time. What did you used to do? Just run. Like, I would just go out. And pretty much every run I ever did was a fastest I could possibly mm-hmm. go for whatever period of time I was doing it yep that's pretty common yeah I think a lot of people think like if I'm going to do it I
0: should run as hard as I
2: can right and even when I understood that that wasn't the right way I was like but I'm running for fun so why would I do anything different mm-hmm. but that again was dumb <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the older s- sister she doesn't listen to everybody yeah yes. yeah no it's definitely <laughs> exactly what it is um so yes, base runs matter. I used to always be confused as to why my heart rate was so high too, and I'm like, I'm running all the time. Why am Why are all of my runs like up here? You can't see my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a common occurrence
1: in the <laughs> podcast studio. We
2: definitely talk with our hands, and no one can tell. Yes, so. <laughs> my high heart rate. Anyways, it turns out. So, I've been told <laughs> different runs work different parts of your body, including your cardiovascular system. And base runs are really good for building your cardiovascular endurance, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. So, I'm getting Correct, the facts, Coach right. Tiff. Um, so, and tell so, us,
0: wait, yes. before you go any further, tell us more what a base run is. Good. What constitutes a base run compared to just going out and running as hard as you can?
2: According to my garment, a base run is when my heart rate is in the blue zone, which is basically the. I think it's zone one or zone Zone two. Two. I think it's zone two. Yes. So mostly in that. Like it can go above it, but mostly in that. And so that's when my Garmin will count it. And it's funny because it took me a really long time to get my Garmin to count it because I was like, I'm going slow. But it still wasn't slow enough. Um, Yes. Yeah, so heart rate training is really Mm -hmm. helpful to some people, and it will you
0: keep your heart rate, you know, in the low zone. So you're going Mm -hmm. as slow as you need to go. Mm -hmm. Pace isn't important to keep your heart rate low, and then the idea is that when you go do speed or a harder run or strength or other things that it works different parts of your body right mm-hmm.
1: yeah right and I, <laughs> correct <laughs> I think what's annoying about it and why you resisted for so long doing it is a lot of the times like that could literally look like walking mm-hmm. and I had that, to walk a lot and I didn't
2: like that because I wanted to be doing yeah. my run mm-hmm. and I couldn't go as far in the amount of time that I had to spare and that kind of thing but yeah. it's better now
1: yeah I I mean I'll even have to walk a lot of the times now doing a base run it's like you run for a bit and then it gets higher and you're like mm-hmm. oh god it's going to yell at me
0: if I yep. don't keep mm-hmm. us in the blue zone. <laughs> yep. And that's um, everyone's heart rate zones are different, but it's really like an easy kind of pace, right? Like you should be going really slow. And yeah, that's tough to do, especially when you have this. I know I have this connection between cardio, getting sweaty, that's a workout. And if I don't do cardio where I'm working really hard, I'm like, this is a waste of time. I could have just taken a nap. You know, like <laughs> I should just be reading on the couch. Why am I even doing this? Right. But Yeah, yeah. There's benefits
2: to it. There are. So that's base running. And then for speed and weight training and different things like that, I've learned that if I do vary it back to the whole fun piece, the running part needs to be fun for me, for me to enjoy it. Speed workouts are fun, and it switches it up. Base workouts, I can go on them when I don't want to run, but I still need to make my body move in some way. And then weight training, honestly, I don't really know how that happened, but it's been cool, and it's definitely helping. Do you do it at a gym or on your own? No, I hate gyms. I despise gyms. I don't like the concept. Oh, tell us more. This is (laughs) interesting. Now we're getting to the juicy parts. No, I won't. I just, I won't do it. I feel like everyone watches you. I feel like it pushes you to do stupid things because you feel like you need to impress people and I know myself well enough to know I'm influenced by who is around me and what I feel like they want me or think I could or shouldn't do um I know that I'm the person that will run the half marathon when I shouldn't just because my friends are doing it so I don't think that works very well in a weight room so I am exclusively home weight home workout weight person
0: awesome that's cool and you can keep yourself Motivated? Like, do you have you have enough drive to make sure you do
2: it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. It helps that Tiff is always like, "Come do weights at the gym with me," and I'm like, "I can do it at home." Yeah. (laughs)
1: Really, the stubbornness is really being highlighted. (laughs) Yeah. podcast. Yes. Both of them are a very stubborn everyone and I'm really good friends with both of them and I try to tell them things they should do. And, and they she's don't almost do always it. right. Oh absolutely. Uh, and we
2: know yeah. that. We yeah. know that
0: from the start, but here yeah. we are. I find that when I try to do weights at home, which I almost exclusively do, I don't really like doing it at the gym either. I don't disagree with you. Um I get distracted. I'll go like, Oh, after this set, I'll preheat the oven and then I like mm-hmm. oh pause, I'll fold laundry. Like, pause, Rocky needs water. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I worked out for four minutes. And (laughs) I think I did six reps. (laughs) So I commend you for being able to um, just, like, stick with it at home. Maybe I need a workout room. Maybe I need my own gym. That's a good idea. Home gym.
1: That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. All the space. I know. You can put that in the Tara Basement. (laughs) Yeah. Some room down there.
0: Tara Girls is brought to you by the Cleveland Half Marathon in 5K, October 21st, 2023 in downtown Cleveland. Learn more and register at clevelandhalf.com.
1: Okay, so we've talked about running, talked about workouts. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. still running. still running. It's This podcast. Um, you love traveling. I know this because we have the privilege of getting to travel a lot together. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us where has been the coolest place you've had a chance to go on a run? And then kind of do you have any recommendations or words of caution for other people that are looking to go on a run while they travel? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a great question.
2: I have a long list of places that I wish I had found a way to run that I didn't. Um, But I feel like out of the places that I have actually gotten to run that I really enjoyed, I got to run in San Antonio along the Riverwalk. And that was really nice because it was it was very hot. So somehow it felt like more of an accomplishment. Like very hot. Like it was like eight o'clock in the morning and already 100 degrees kind of hot. Oh, Lord. Yes. Ew. Um. And it was also beautiful because not many people are out and it's down the Mm -hmm. river walk. So that was a really cool experience. Um, Similarly, Boston was an awesome running place. Opposite, nice, cool weather. Um, And, yeah, we got to do that together, Tiff. But it was, we got to, we just went on multiple runs where we just kept going and we just sort of ended up on different places at one point we were like oh i think we found a college and we like look around us we're running and oh we found mit cool we're running around mit's campus awesome. and so it was just a really good long winding run where so many other runners have been um so you know running city so mm-hmm. it's cool okay if someone wants to
1: run when they travel what would you tell them
2: That's tricky. I would say for starters, just always bring your running shoes because you really never know when they will come in handy. And you'll usually regret it if you don't. Then if I'm ever running solo, you know, I'm a young, small female. And so you have to be very careful with that, especially if you're in an unfamiliar city. So I spend a lot of time sort of researching routes ahead of time. And I go out knowing exactly which places I'm going to go so I memorize some street names especially if I'm in a larger city Um, and I will also even Strava has a way to see different run routes that people do and you can even see when they're more trafficked and so I'll choose time periods if I can when I know more people that are runners will also be out there just for that sense of like runners kind of look out for each other and you know that you will likely run into other people as you go. So those that I would say do your research first, especially if you're in an unfamiliar place. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. I've, I've used the heat maps on Strava, mm-hmm. but the knowing when people are there, I think sure. is also super helpful.
1: Yeah. Sure. I, to be
2: honest, I didn't know that you could actually see the times where people You are can. There. Yeah. If you have to click quite a few things to get to it. But if you click back into like the specific routes, you can mm-hmm. see when it's mostly trafficked. Yeah. Also, pepper spray mm-hmm. never hurts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> True.
2: Yeah. Well, we have loved getting to hear about
0: your adventures and where you've gone, where running has taken you, and your love-slash-hate relationship with it. I think that's <laughs> super helpful for people to hear. Yeah. Like, absolutely. the longer you do it, you're not going to love it all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, So I, I really appreciate hearing that from someone. So we ask this of all of our guests. I would
2: love to know your advice for a beginner runner and a seasoned runner. Okay. Ooh, for beginner runners, I feel like I've been a beginner runner time and time again. Um, so I think some of the things that helped me most were sort of a just do it mentality. So there were time periods where I would all I wanted to do was just run a mile and anything over that seemed like very not, not like something I wanted to do. And so there would be like a month period of time where all of my runs were one to two mile runs and that was okay. Cause that got me back into it. And then all of a sudden two miles was really fun. So why not go three? And then that kind of builds into like, Oh, now I'm just running five and six miles because it's fun and I have time to, And that goes on to other things. Um, so just start would be a good thing. Um, and then know what motivates you. Um, so maybe if that is running with other people, great. If it's not running with other people, great. Our poor Terra trot, when it first started, I would come to the Terra trot. I would find out the route that everyone was running on and I would run the opposite direction. It was like, I knew I needed to show up to be there, but I would intentionally run away from people because I didn't <laughs> want to be with people while I was running. And that's changed, thankfully. Um, so just, it's okay to be aggressive in that way I guess. Mm-hmm. Aggressive is probably not the best. Work, but, but like do what works for you. Do what works yeah. for you as, as long as you're doing it. Yeah. So for beginning running I would say that and just have fun with it and mm-hmm. be okay with being goofy about it too. Um, and then for experienced runners
1: do I get to call myself that? Yeah, I don't know. We just we just <laughs> reflected that you have been running for 10 years, over 10 years. Yeah. Yes, and you an extremely definitely a on and off runner. relationship, but that's okay. Um, but maybe there's something to that. I guess
2: for experienced runners, then I would say just keep coming back to it, and it's okay if it dips into other things for a little bit. Um, it's just always there, and it's easy to build back to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. I love it. And you
0: never lose
2: your experience,
0: too. Like sure. You never lose that experience of... That 20 mile run. It's not, you may lose the fitness, but you've learned a lot from it and you won't lose that. So, wow. Great advice. Great advice.
1: Okay. So, our final lap question is super intense. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, but it's okay. You take it however you want to take it. Um, so, our final lap question is what do you hope your life will look like in 10 years?
2: Okay. Um, I hope I'm still running and I'm going to make that happen because at this point, I think I've finally cracked the code and I don't know how, but like I do enjoy it. I have been staying consistent for longer than I've ever stayed with it. It's just good. So, yay for running. Um, I also, yeah, so I'm in education right now and that's something that I am very passionate about. I believe in it a lot. There are definitely huge challenges that educators are facing right now, that students are facing right now. Um, it's far from perfect, and I am like happy to admit that. But at the end of the day, I believe in public schools, I believe in education, I believe in the opportunities that that provides. And, and you like, all my friends know if you catch me on that soapbox, I will stand on it for a very long time. Um, so I hope that my life still involves that in some way. Um, I whether that's teaching or studying, like the whole process of education in more depth, um, something along those lines. But that is what's important to me.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Good plan. Yeah. Great. Great answer. Great <laughs> like, answer. Feels like Wheel
1: of Fortune. <laughs> big money. money, big money. money. Yeah, like, oh, that's what happens. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Um, I'm excited to just see where your running takes you and, all, and also to travel with you more and to run in more places. Um, but I will say, before we end this episode, there's one thing that we have not talked about. And it is Theo. The best cat in the entire world. Oh, my gosh. That Hannah and I kind of like joint own, lives at the yeah. Blue House. His
0: wow. Name is Theodore. He would be so disappointed. His name is Theodore. Well, He's let's go for this moment. Tell us. We we just have a whole segment of him. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about Theo. How did he come to be your part of your family? Tell yes. us
2: your favorite thing about him. What are his likes and dislikes? Okay, so Theo is the most perfect cat in the world. He is adorable and he has no teeth and a half mustache full of fur. Um, So my back when I was a resident director, my team of RAs um, and a chaplain was on campus one night and they found this little kitten wandering through campus. And so they were like, Hannah, we're bringing him back to your apartment. I said, no, because you weren't supposed to have cats on campus. Um, And they were like, but he's a kitten and he's hungry. And I said, awesome, we'll figure it out. And they did. And basically the rest is history. Um, And so I couldn't keep him in my apartment. So that's how Tiff ended up with him. And then we became roommates after that. And so now it's like the perfect mix of um, him just getting to be there. And he is wonderful. He is so sweet. Um, He's very sassy. And he gets basically everything that he wants. So he's spoiled, but thankfully that works for a cat and one for a human. And he's very snuggly too, which yeah. is great. Um, my favorite one of my favorite things about Theo is that
0: he goes outside and he has a GPS tracker oh, yeah. on him. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Um so you guys are like pretty Are we cra- um, are we crazy you're pretty cat crazy ladies? Cat oh, ladies. A thousand Without ladies? Yeah. So, he wears a GPS tracker, and whenever you're, you, like, walk outside and wonder where Theo is, no need to wander long. You can pull up a map. Yep. And find exactly and where And find he is.
1: Theo on the map. Yes. <laughs> Look, they it's sell amazing. him for
0: dogs, too. Yeah. So,
1: I highly recommend it.
0: Yes. And, yeah, no shame. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Theo is a one lucky guy.
1: He is. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> he is a lucky guy. He knows it, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: We love you, Theo. We
1: didn't want to. Yeah, Hannah did did promise Theo the other day that she would talk about him on the podcast. We had had to circle back. I know you all thought we were ending this, and here we are, five minutes later, (laughs) still talking about a cat.
0: Joke's on you. Well, Hannah, this has been wonderful. We've had lots of laughs. We have loved having you on the podcast as an honorary Tara girl, and we just appreciate your time after a long day at middle school to share with us about your running journey and traveling and your cat and your life.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm Brittany and I'm Tiffany, and we're the Terra Girls, inspiring people one runner at a time. The Terra Girls podcast is brought to you by Terra Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Named one of the best running stores in the country, Terra Running Company offers top notch customer service and all the best running and walking brands. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Carrying brands like Hoka, Brooks, On, and New Balance, we also have the best fit specialists to help you find the best shoe for you. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at com.